Yo, what's up? If you love the show, support the podcast. In the show notes, you'll see a link that says support. Some people like to support this podcast and they become involved in the Bear With community, while some people just want to support the podcast because it is content that they consume regularly. You get some free things thrown at you, but then those folks who just want to support me go about their business. Thankful for all of you who support this podcast. My email is in the show notes if you would ever have any questions about what you are supporting when you support this podcast. I'll give you one example. Patron money goes to support needs all around the world through DonorC. And just today, we helped provide uniform and bag for Maria so she could go to school in another country in the world. We also helped Cynthia. She had needs for her first semester in college. We helped Sangeeta become a teacher through the gift of scholarship. So my patrons, man, they're chill. They just sit back, relax. Their cards are charged. I receive the money and they're helping people all over the freaking world. That's chill right there. This is Liz Miller. Ellen Morrow. Amy Alderman. Welcome to A Woman's Body Month on Pastor with No Answers. Today we'll be discussing how we feel about our bodies, what culture says about our bodies, what we're teaching our daughters about their bodies, and whether we'd love to always be seen as sexy. Thanks for listening to Pastor With No Answers. Check, 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 check. There you go, Joey. Weird. Gosh, I talked so much shit to you guys and y'all didn't hear any of it. You did not. It's probably for the best. It was the Holy Spirit. Joey, I saw a tweet the other day from, I forget his first name, but everybody would know him. He said, it's funny how evangelicals love cancel culture, or they hate cancel culture, but they love eternal torment. <laughs> sure. Oops. <laughs> you don't love eternal conscious torment, Amy. You don't love it. I mean, I don't love it, but I feel like it's... It's real. Oh, yeah. Amy's the one that believes in hell, right? Yes. Yeah. yes. That we're going to yes. burn to death? Yeah. Well, you are for sure because you're a lesbo. I know. I'm going to be the first one there. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, when people tell me that, like, inside my spirit, I really get really upset about it. Like, I'm like, you're not. You're not. Like, but you do believe you. that. I mean, you do believe that. She doesn't believe Liz is going. Ellen, your voice is like. So funny, but you do believe we're talking about <laughs> eternal torture, but you oh, yeah, believe in that. We're talking about clitoris right now. <laughs> clitoris, Joey. Let's get back on on we're doing yeah, the woman's body. Back yeah, into yeah. it. Back. This is going to be the the first time where this really shows up in a in a really neat way because I feel very comfortable and close to all of y'all, and so I can just let complete loose. This conversation is about you guys your bodies and i don't have to worry about I, you guys may get irritated or mad but i'm not going to lose you as friends so i'm good I, I, here's how i want to start how do you guys feel about your bodies and this is the only time that i'm going to contribute my perspective because i'm a dude and this is a woman's body month but thinking that maybe you guys would want to know where i'm getting at with this one here's how i feel about okay. my body all right i'm okay with my body I know mine is different than y'all's. I do care about my appearance, not in a Liz's ex-husband sort of way, 
but I I wish I didn't care at all. I have to admit that I do. I like to not have a lot of extra weight, but I never really cared about being ripped. I just want to be in shape. Uh, don't care about getting older, but I am a guy, so that may be part of it. And my body didn't change at all after four babies. After Priscilla had four babies, my body you didn't still change. look great. Yeah, yeah. Wow, Joey, I'm so impressed. You have four kids. Amazing. All right. All right. All right. You look great. Thank y'all. I feel like you should go first. Your body, Ellen. Like I've said before, I am a recovering skinny person, and so not only has my body changed. But unfortunately, I was very, very thin before. So the change has been really uh, sort of jarring for me because I had disordered eating before. I kind of feel like if I had always been mid to heavy, I wouldn't have been so changed by it because I used to be very, very skinny and I identified that way and I loved it and it was like my thing and I tried to get skinnier and it was like a whole thing. Now, um, it's, uh, yeah, I hate it. So that was part of what gave you value? Is that what you're trying to say? Um, I think it really helped with my confidence and being social and fashion was way better because I could throw anything on and I felt comfortable and everything. And what's really fucked up is the fact that I am not a very large person. So the people that are larger than me look at me and say, well, you're skinny. You should shut up. It's like, but it's all in, it's, I'm, my mind is fucked up. It's like kind of regardless of my body. I don't even like getting dressed. I don't like putting my underwear on. Everything feels uncomfortable. I don't want anybody. I don't even want to see my my little kids to see me naked. It's like. And this is all directly related to post (laughs) post pregnancy. Like, I mean, yeah, like my first kid also coincided with me starting Lexapro. So there's a lot going on. But I also don't exercise at all. And like we've talked about before, I drink copious amounts of alcohol. For me, it's not the size. I actually don't mind being like uh, thicker, curvier. To me, it's that I can't just jump off the ground anymore and I can't go dancing and I don't have the energy to like run and play with my kids. That bothers me a lot. And you have, I mean, you've commented to, to me over the years. You, I mean, you, you have ridiculed how you look. I mean, you just don't yeah. like yourself. In the- well, also my face has changed a lot. So when I look in the mirror, there was a there was a time in my early 20s when I thought, damn, okay, girl. Like, I looked good. But now I don't want, I just, I feel like I look ugly. I don't like myself in pictures. I've noticed that I'm doing the thing that moms do where we don't take pictures of ourselves with our kids. So all of our memories are going to be just pictures of our kids or pictures with the husband and the kids. I just hate, my face looks ugly to me. I just. I don't like any part of it. All any right. part of it. This maybe episode's the, definitely making me sad. Yeah, maybe the iris of my eyes like, are nice. Do you guys expect me to like throughout this conversation when no. people say stuff we're like not, Ellen, do I have fishing. to say, Hey, no, no stop. No, no please don't. don't. Please okay. don't. All right, just That's making so, sure. It's so much worse. <laughs> Amy, I'm curious I'd love for you to jump in just because Ellen specifically referenced people who would look at her and be like, shut up. Like, I also, I am, I'm well aware that there are people who are super thin, like Priscilla, that would say, 
I'm not super comfortable being this thin. I don't know that I've never really heard Priscilla say that, but, you know, I do have friends that are that are uncomfortable being in their thin bodies. And, you know, I'm like, oh, that's sad. What a problem. I've never been super thin, but I was in high school and um, college pre-baby. I was a healthy, normal. I, I didn't realize what I was, but I was a healthy, normal, curvaceous girl. But I wasn't overweight, but I thought that I was. And then later after being married and having two kids and just always being on the go and eating a bunch of fast food and stuff like that and not being super active um, was when I put on the weight. And then also like with depression, put on weight. I'm not a super big fan of people that are smaller than me being like, oh, look at this muffin top. You know, like it's kind of annoying, but I also understand like our culture is just like, if you're not perfect, then people don't love that. I mean, every Tuesday night we Zoom and uh, I don't love like that or like what we're doing now where I can like see my double chins and all that stuff is not my favorite thing, but it is what it is. And I'm not super uncomfortable in my body as far as like, I mean, it is what it is. And I know my husband thinks I'm attractive enough to still sleep with me. So that's good. (laughs) There you go. In my mind, I'm smoking hot though. Like in my mind, like I still dance and move around and do all the things and have no clue that I'm a big girl. And it's like, I see a photo and I'm like, who the hell is that in my clothes? Amy, it's some sort of dysphoria that's backwards. Like I actually feel like, okay, yeah, girl. And then when I see a picture of myself or look in the mirror, I'm like, I cannot, I'm not going to leave that. Yes. Yeah. I also so Amy, told my where, husband the other day that I was like, I wish you were the kind of guy who liked big girls because like that. <laughs> I mean, cause I think I have a lot going for me. I mean, not to be like, you know, I mean, I'm educated, well-spoken, I'm articulate. I have a lot of friends. I'm outgoing. I'm personable. I'm not mean. I'm Nobody kind. wants I'm to generous. step up to you. Right. Like don't f- with me. <laughs> I mean, you um, do spank your kids. So <laughs> I believe in abortion and I spank my children. Amy, I spanked my kids too. Good. Hey, hey, that that is the next time you you guys guys get together. Lucky there's no hell. (laughs) (laughs) Oh well, only Amy thinks I'm burning, so (laughs) no Ellen thinks no consistency in any of our theologies. It's very embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was just gonna say I definitely feel confident in like who I am. But I'm very well aware that, like, how I feel is not what you see. Gotcha. Liz, you're the only one who I have known pre and post kids. How do you feel about your body, my sister Liz? (laughs) You obviously love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own? My name is Pat Flynn, and I've been podcasting since 2010 and teaching podcasting since 2012. I've helped tens of thousands of people launch their own podcasts, and the one tool I recommend in all my videos and courses is Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is the easiest way to launch, grow, and monetize your podcast. They make everything so simple with an intuitive UI, great analytics, and they're backed by a team that cares and wants to help you succeed. So if you wanna start your own podcast and you wanna avoid the headache, head over to buzzsprout.com. That's B-U-Z-Z-S-P-R-O-U-T.com and get started today. So I would say if like definitely fell into that category of a a teenager who was too concerned about 
their weight and how they looked. But part of that was because I was a cheerleader and because I was light, I was the flyer. And then I had this pressure. If I get heavy, somebody else is going to be flying and it's not going to be me. My best friend was also small and there was this almost competitiveness. I didn't do anything to the point where I needed to like go to a doctor or go to a hospital, but I definitely paid too much attention to it. You know, tried to throw up, tried the whole, I'm just not going to eat anything. But I really just didn't feel in my bones that that was really what I should be doing. I knew enough. Whereas I know there's people who have eating disorders and they, they genuinely cannot have that rationale. So I had that. It was just something that I was too fixated on. So you didn't have Um, the disorders you're saying, but you did have some of the actions that... Yeah, I had those tendencies. I had those thoughts. I had those obsessions, but it didn't take me to a point where people were concerned about me because I'm, I am short, I am small. And so it wasn't like a, I don't think anybody noticed it was in, it was all in my head that I was focused on all of those things, being a dancer and being a flyer, the cheerleading. When I started paying attention to it, it was like eighth grade. So yes, I have had two children and before when I have anxiety episodes, I I drop my weight a lot and I I don't know how that happens because I I really don't think I eat any less than what I was eating. I really think it, you know, like how stress can make you gain weight and it can make people lose weight. Right before I got pregnant with Hannah, I don't know if you remember, it was like a week where I couldn't get out of the bed. I was having such bad anxiety and I couldn't get to work. And I remember Joshua, I felt like he thought it was crazy. I could get out of the bed to like go eat and stuff, but I was pretty much there for the entire week. And it had happened to me one other time with my anxiety. And so right before I got pregnant with Hannah, I think I was like 107 pounds. And that was just way less than what I feel like I should have been and what I normally was in college. So were you unhealthy or or healthy at 107? I mean, I think I was healthy in the sense that I could eat all the foods as long as they were healthy. I love healthy food. That's what my mom always cooked. Like we would eat raw vegetables. She would have a veggie platter at the end of the day when we got home from school and I would devour it. That's not to say I didn't like crap food too, but I genuinely love healthy food. So when I'm anxious, the healthy food makes me feel like I'm doing something good for myself because I know that I am like struggling. I don't think I was, I'm unhealthy in those moments other than the anxiety. And the fact that it is making me drop weight is just like a concern, but it's not to the point where anybody would be like, oh gosh, Liz, what's wrong with you? So then I had Hannah and I could not lose that baby weight. And I was okay with it because I had that excuse that, oh, I just had a baby. And then I gained more weight because they gave me the depot shot. Cause after I had that pulmonary embolism, they put me on blood thinners. My cycle was so heavy that I had to have an ablation and all that crazy stuff. I had gotten the depo shot thinking that would help like stop my cycle. And it made me gain like 20 pounds and I could not lose the weight. And I bled for an entire six months straight. Not a day did I not bleed. It was the worst. So I had gained weight. I was like, this is not anymore because of being pregnant. And so that really did kind of mess with my head. I felt like I was comfortable with myself. But when I look back at pictures, I don't think I'm fat, but I 
absolutely was like, Liz, you were definitely bigger then. And in my head, I did not know that. I did not think that. I knew that I wasn't fitting in the same clothes, but in my head, I did not think when I looked in the mirror that I was bigger. I mean, like Joey might notice, Amy hasn't seen me in a long time, but I've dropped the weight again. Everybody keeps coming up to me and asking about it. I hate being that person when somebody, you know, it's like when somebody, it's easy for them to get pregnant. The weight just falls right off of them. Girls hate hearing that. I'm like, I want to punch you in the face. But my, I think it's my anxiety and I like dropped it again. And I don't want them to think, oh, it's because I do CrossFit. I've been doing CrossFit the whole time and I couldn't lose the weight. I really think it was my anxiety, but people have been, I mean, somebody asks me regularly at school if I'm okay and if I'm eating. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I this is how I used to look. You didn't know me Are pre you Hannah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. But they didn't know me when I had right before Hannah, whereas you did. So you probably look at me and you can say, yeah, I can see you've lost weight, but you don't look any different than when I first met you. Yeah. All I can think about right now is how Amy and Ellen just shared how, you know, some of their frustrations with their bodies. And I know they struggle with anxiety and they're just thinking, the hell? Like I have anxiety. Why doesn't that take my weight off? And now they're all mad at you, Liz. Now you hate me. <laughs> Other thing is I switched medications for my anxiety. And I think that had a lot to do with it as well. I make sure because I don't want to be that person, especially if it's a woman comes up to me and says, you look great. I'm like, thanks. I actually just changed my medication. That's all I did. Because I do not want to be that person that they're like, oh, it's because she's working out or, you know, she eats really healthy. I I had always been doing that and I still also can we just heavier. take a minute to say whenever someone says you look great that means you look thin and you're glowing. yeah yes I was about to say we should stop doing that Absolutely, I'm Ellen, you're right. So pissed off that people say anything about anybody's weight ever. Are are you losing weight? I just want to be like, why does that make just me say better? Just like to my you? outfit. Just be like, yeah. you're awesome. I like your outfit. So y'all yeah. don't like when people say that? Personally, deep down inside, there's nothing in you that's like, oh. Like right now, I am losing weight. And I've heard a lot of people say like, Amy, you can really tell. And when I'm open about it, like normally I'm super private when I'm trying to lose weight because I just don't. I feel like everybody's watching everything I put in my mouth and it's just too much. It is different for people who know that I'm trying to lose weight when they sure. say, hey, I can tell. Like that I, I'm fine with. But like a random person. But those are your like, close people. That's right. your circle. It's like just a random person came up to me and was like, are you losing weight? I just want to be like, why would you feel comfortable saying that to me? Like you have no <laughs> idea what I'm going through. What if it's because I'm sticking my finger down my throat and you just like promoted that? Right. Or what if it's because somebody passed away and I'm sad? What if I'm not? What if I'm gaining weight and I'm fine with that? You're, you're giving me thoughts I've never thought. And I now, I, I mean, I when you say this stuff, do you get why our culture does treat you that way or, or treat people that way with those questionings? Because I just never thought about that. Or people that haven't seen me since high school and they see me and they're like, oh, <laughs> yep. wow, thanks. Like right. my, my value is still the same. Like I'm the same person. There's just more of me to go around. Yeah. So I, you guys know, I'm I'm married and I live with two teenage girls. And so I overhear a lot of stuff. To my understanding, there is a, an unsaid ideal body type amongst our youngsters. And from what I understand, it's a big butt and smaller breasts. Are y'all vibing with me at all? Is that a pop culture sort of yes. thing? It is? No. Before, I think everybody wanted to have those big breasts because in my generation, 
we're looking at Pamela Anderson, Baywatch, and tiny waist, long legs, and absolutely big breasts. And I think the reason people are, the, the kids these days are like wanting, are liking the small chest, I almost feel like they're doing a good job by, I think somebody made that a trend because they were tired of it always being the other way. And so I love the fact that the kids are way more into smaller chests. Not that they should even be caring about it, but I love that it's not the other way anymore. I think that's more... Does it feel desexualized more, a little bit? Like like the sexualization of female bodies is less important? I don't think it's less important, but I feel like for me, it's interesting to see the, the change because that was what was sexy. It's still like a, it's still sex, sexualization of a woman body is just a different thing you're finding sexy like they still want a big butt and a small waist do you at this stage of life enjoy people saying that you're pretty and or sexy and or do you enjoy if you ever were to be hit on i don't care about being hit on but yes to all of the other things sexy pretty how about you Amy? and that's me just being 100 percent honest well i mean i can't imagine anyone wanting to not be told they're pretty uh, I can't imagine anyone being like, don't you dare call me sexy. <laughs> like, I'd be like, I don't care if I'm checking out in the grocery store with somebody's like, girl, you're sexy. I'd be like, well, thank you. Ellen, do you concur so far as far as the sexy and pretty? Like, Yes, here's why. It's because I used to get a, lo- it a lot and now I don't. And now I'm like, oh, no. Here, if I didn't like it before, now that it's missing, I miss it. All of y'all are committed in a monogamous relationship. You only are going to have sex with one person. That's your decision. That's what you want to do. To enjoy people telling you that you're sexy and or pretty, isn't that connected to your sexuality? That I don't con- think so. No. No, because I, I go up to people all the time. I tell my I told my boss, I'm like, you look so handsome today because he was dressed in a nice shirt. And I tell females all the time, I'm like, you're, you look gorgeous. I love your hair. I love your outfit. How did you do your mascara? For me, it's definitely not just like their weight. It's just, you look, you look beautiful. I love to tell people that because it just gives you a little boost of confidence. But a confidence for what? Well, it's like somebody saying you are really, really smart and I love hearing your opinions on this topic. That makes you feel good because somebody's saying something good about you. But I I also am like super complimentary. I always notice like if someone has their nails painted or they have on a piece of jewelry, I I think I'm like a natural encourager. And I feel like that just kind of happens. And you're right. It feels good to give a compliment. It feels good to get a compliment. It just feels nice to be complimentary and not be like, wow, I love your boobs. Are women competitive in general? I know all women are not the same, but are women competitive? Because I, I, I hear from women all the time that they are, and it's usually from women who Joey, don't like it. The reason it. we want to look good and wear the makeup, do the hair the way that we do, is because we want women to be like, either they want they like it or they're jealous of it, period. That's just like how it works. Guys we know don't take that much effort. We do the effort for the women. I remember... Growing up in high school and college, if I had like a really cute outfit, I wanted like my best friends to see it. And if they weren't at school, I'm like, dang it, you missed my cute outfit. I really didn't care if anybody else saw it. Yeah, but see, do you notice though how that's not sexual at all? Whereas 
what Joey, I think, is asking is sort of like when people compliment you, are they complimenting your sexuality? Like instead of just like your choices in clothes. Like like for, for me, for for instance, I was hit on recently. I hate admitting this, but of course, I mean, I was like, wow, someone thought that I was attractive enough to actually hit on me. Here I am with the decision and desire to stay 100% committed to Priscilla. But if I enjoyed that, I don't know how that's not connected to my sexuality in some way, shape or form. That, if it's just nature and if someone is reacting to you in a positive way, even if it's for their own benefit, like... Sure. No, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. How, why, is that, why is that sexual? Somebody wants to have sex with you. That's hitting on you. You don't hit on someone without wanting to have sex with you. Oh. Complimenting well. someone is different than hitting on them. <laughs> I, well, also, if you're hitting on me, we're probably going to get married because, like, I am the prudest person ever. If we kiss, we're probably getting married. <laughs> I've never in my life had, like, a one-night stand or anything like that. Never dated, like, multiple people. Or You are such a prude. I grew up yeah. thinking that gay people were, like, so slutty flamboyant slutty yeah. just orgies and now, all that time. <laughs> here i am with probably like i don't want to say a number but i've got you absolutely outnumbered yeah so i wanted to talk about this before seeing this but gilmore girls is that what it's called the gilmore girls where it was mm-hmm. in the background my family's watching it maybe for like the third time and they they mentioned this i was like oh sweet this is what i wanted to talk God, about and i've heard this my whole life priscilla's talked about it early in our our marriage just in conversation but bottom line the whole concept of many men Obviously, if they're already, I guess, moderately attractive, but as they age, they can become more distinguished, more sexy, more desirable. And again, I think it was the Gilmore Girls. They're basically saying with women, most of the cases that yeah, we go downhill. Women, right? Exactly. So, 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 my question to you all is that is that intricately connected to a culture dictation? Or is that real biology that as a whole, humanity just does not see women as they get older as being more attractive and they do see that in men? Is it biology or culture? Culture. Really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, that that would be my first guess. But then I guess as I really ponder it, I, I, I wonder. That's a crazy thought. That seems so natural to our society. It seems like a very natural response for humanity. It's just like what we've always all grown up with. But you're saying culture has dictated that all along. Mm-hmm. I think so. There's plenty of people. If I put a bunch of 50-year-old dudes next to a bunch of 50-year-old women, I feel like there would be more attractive 50-year-old men to me than there would be women. Now, that's not to say that there are not women that are in their 50s and 60s that are absolutely gorgeous. I do think that there would be more guys that would be attractive at that age than the females. Yeah, but don't you think part of that is that we expect women to keep up with their looks and men don't have to? Sometimes as women are getting older, it's the ones that have tried so hard to hold on. Uh, you look psycho. Like, what are you doing? Please stop. Like, grow old gracefully. Like, stop it. Like, there's especially some the ones with older it. daughters, and they go hang out, and they they're dressed identical to their daughter. That freaks me out. Oh, like that my aunt Sue. Oh, I'm a cool mom. You know my aunt Sue, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that is somebody that is not willing. She's like 63, sweetest lady you'll ever meet. But she refuses to wear clothing 
that is not what she wore when she was in her 20s yeah and does her makeup and her hair her hair is long she looks like a barbie she goes and hangs out with her daughter and that is bizarre it is i'll tell you what the best thing when people tell her she looks like they would never guess she's 62 she lives for that oh but they don't mean (laughs) that really as a compliment Some people are stupid and they do. So true. They're like, aren't you too old for this? Yeah. There's a a lady I know, and I literally say, I'm like, where does she shop? Forever 65? Like, put the snatch away. Forever should not be 65 and wearing something where your snatch is hanging out. Stop it. Now, do y'all also look at women who obviously don't give a shit? Balding hair on face. That's me. I wish that this was a TV show. Everybody could watch me and and realize that I don't know when the like oh left myself let myself go happened I don't know where the crux was. Ellen, 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 Ellen. Let me stop you here. No, nope. talking about don't women who are balding and have hair on their face, and they're just like, "What's up, world? I don't care." Like, I feel do you- like they are happy because they don't give a shit, and they probably are happier. <laughs> Maybe well, so. And assuming, Ellen, I'm sorry for interrupting, but yeah, it no, seems sounded like you're going to beat yourself up unnecessarily. I'm not. You're, you're not in this category. Women that are balding and have hair on their face want that and are showing that. When really, well, that's a really hard thing. Shave it. If you don't want it, you would shave it. What about your bald head? That I don't know. That yeah. that I don't know. But the, the, the hair thing. on the face, I feel like if you didn't like it, there are things that you could do, like <laughs> shave your face. It's called dermaplaning. I do it. but i read i don't know if it was a post on facebook but basically as men grow older their attraction to women in their uh, lower to mid-20s never subsides and that's that's primary traction for them when i read that it really baffled me because i'm getting older now to the point where when i see a girl in her 20s she's very much so in the same category of of my daughter their kids like i really and truly don't understand now younger women i'm not saying that and i'm not making any sort of black and white statements about sexuality i i get the fact that at any point in time you can be like whoa sexually aroused I'm not saying, but as a general rule of thumb girls in their tw- young uh, early 20s they seem like kids to me does that bother you guys to think that most men you interact with statistically they have their eyes mostly on girls in their 20 men are visual no 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 i need to go back i need to reference something right now because i just saw a study that was done that debunks this whole men men are visual and that's why it's okay for them to do all these things and you can't dress a certain way it's a whole purity culture myth the science is showing that men are not more visual than women i am very visual i know that for a fact it's not surprising for me like to think i mean i i will say at least in, in the people that i've been with dated whatever i feel like they are definitely more visual we want like women who are mature to be in relationships with. If you're just fantasizing, whatever. I mean, who doesn't want a perkier breast than like when it's already had to breastfeed and is pointing at the floor? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna fault them. Do I think that's okay? I mean, I don't think that you should expect that from like your partner after 30 years. Like, no, dog, that's not gonna happen. I mean, I wonder. I wonder if it has anything to do with the stage that I'm in right now older girls. And I'll tell you, y'all listen to the lie that purity culture fed me. Oh my gosh, this was like 15 years ago. And it legit scared me out of porn. I'm not saying that I never looked at at porn in the last 20 years. I'm saying in this season of life, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot get into any sort of habits of porn. I was told that if I 
continued watching pornography or looking at, at naked pictures of women, as my girls got older, I would have to push them away as far as like physical connection, because I wouldn't be able to separate them from other women. And now on the other oh. side of that, that's the most ridiculous I mean, shit I've ever heard in my it- life, because first of all, I'm committed to Priscilla, but all in all, just in general sexuality, I don't gravitate towards women in their early 20s because they seem like kids. But you also understand why girls your daughter's age might feel more comfortable being more modest around their dad. They're, they're not. They dress extremely stylish. And if Priscilla's commenting on how short stylish, Rose's shorts are, like, then there's shorts. Yeah, yeah, if Priscilla says something, then it's going to be really right, bad. Right. I found uh, the Instagram. I, would, I, I think everybody should follow Deconstructing Purity Culture on Instagram. It's been um, really ho- helpful for me to kind of unpack some lies from, you know, my childhood. Um, But she says that a a meta-analysis of 61 separate studies published in 2019 found that gender has no direct effect on arousal. Visual stimuli was shown to almost 4,000 adults in total between the 61 studies and all of them demonstrated the same result. So there's no scientific evidence it is like purely purity culture and purely the patriarchy that has made us making excuses for them. Exactly. That's that. It's interesting because the upcoming episode with Erica Smith, I asked her that exact thing. And she, she basically says it's a, it's a myth, which is surprising. I've just always lived off the assumption that most guys are visual. Most women are not make excuses. Men have made excuses for other behavior for centuries. So that's why you can say that. And then it it makes it Okay. If you look at sales in the last 50 years of Playboy magazine and Playgirl magazine, guarantee you Playboy far surpasses it. But I bet you that goes back to culture that says if you're a woman and you get Playgirl magazines, you're real slutty. I'm like, sorry. I bet yeah. you- I'm sorry. It's 2022. Playgirls something. I don't know. Yeah. So I'll bleep out this name. But Liz and Amy, if y'all go to Facebook right now and search... Did you know that her profile picture says Gay Pride 2022? There's no way she put that on a profile That's picture. That's not her. There's no way. But every time I see it, I about die. I'm looking at that person right now, and it's a picture of her and her husband. Okay. Well, then, I, then yeah, th- then it's, uh, it's someone who created a false account then. It might be their son. <laughs> I've got a screenshot of it, so I'll send it to you guys. Yeah, maybe it's yeah. a created, maybe That's it's a created account. Hysterical! <laughs> if I ever saw that, I would pass out and die. It would have been really great, though. Yeah. I would have. I want to see. You have to bleep this one out too. I want to see with like a gay pride <laughs> shirt on. He's the one that told. <laughs> he gave my dad a, a book about Christianity and like gay people and he my dad was like i don't know why he gave me this book but that was nice of him and my <laughs> mom nice. knew about me at that oh point but my, my gosh, dad your dad didn't. didn't know yet no wow no and my mom was livid she she wanted to like go get him oh and yeah have a conversation that's with right him. i remember your mom calling me i think yes. i talked your mom off that i think you cliff. talked <laughs> my mom off the ledge thank you she was so mad how do y'all feel about this statement? When you're married, you shouldn't let yourself go. I think we should we should decide what letting yourself go means. I mean, that could mean so many things. And that is usually really personal. Like me letting myself go usually means my husband hasn't noticed at all. 
I would think like that's I'm not dressing anymore and I just wear sweatpants. I'm not dyeing my hair so you see gray or it's not blonde like you like it or not taking care of myself the way that I did when we first started dating. And my that's what I would think as letting myself go. I got really screwed into that Mars Hill belief of, and maybe it's not just Mars Hill, I'm sure this is everywhere, that you are your spouse's standard of beauty and vice versa. So the idea is even if you get a little rough looking, that is what your spouse loves the most. And I think in a way that that has let me let myself go because in my mind I think to uh, you know I tell my husband like I was that then and now this is who I am now and I don't like it but you have to love it Amy well, you can are... love it but that doesn't mean that that won't affect other things in your life like your sex life you can say all day long I still love that person but does it affect how often they have sex how much they are attracted to you i dated someone before dick dick's my husband so i dated somebody before him i know i always feel like after i say his name i still giggle i am such a child i still giggle well there's not too many of our peers that are good with being called dick you got to give it to him and it's his choice like it's not like (laughs) y'all get a kick out of this his daughter is old enough now his daughter is old as as old as mine so they're they're teenagers and sometimes i'll throw this in there and she'll get it sometimes other times she won't but i'll be like uh, is is your dick in the car? <laughs> <laughs> You're so mature, Joey. <laughs> no, actually, actually, I say that to you, Amy. I don't think I've done that to Audrey. That'd be pretty messed up. I think that was to you. You'll say to Audrey, but like if we're if we're walking in or whatever, we're like, "There's my dick." Yeah, there's and my it, dick. So. <laughs> <laughs> and Audrey's always like. Uh-huh. You know, like we hear it all. Ellen's like, got a look on her face right now to where she's like, Southerners are so weird. They spank their kids. They, they talk about dick kids. in front of their daughters. <laughs> Southerners are just so off. <laughs> we were driving back from my parents' house and we had called my little sister and she was talking about somebody and she said, he's such a dick. And my husband's in the car and obviously it's on Bluetooth or whatever. And he's like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> And she started dying laughing. She's like, sorry. She's like, not all dicks are bad. <laughs> <laughs> not all dicks are bad. I love it. What does um, dick but... tell people when they're being a dick? Asshole. <laughs> nice. I dated someone before dick. Like, I mean, I don't think by anybody's standards was super handsome. Yet to me, as soon as I really got to know him, he was so handsome. And just very giving and very kind. And, um... I don't know. Like I like even to this day, I'm like I I know that other people will have seen pictures of this person. And they're like, what in the hell? And I'm like, no. Like you just don't understand. Like I don't see any of that. And so I think there is a part of that that happens with someone that you really really love. Like I agree. You, you just don't see like the gap in the teeth anymore. You don't. Well, but see also if they like the in my case, thing. if you've watched someone go through trauma. Um, in my case, a, you know, a couple of deathly miscarriages and a couple of home births, you know, you give their body a little bit of a break, I think. <laughs> give it a break. <laughs> I mean, God, yeah. I would hope so. Like, I'll ask my husband sometimes, like, I mean, he's known me since first grade. So, I mean, I will say to him, like, you know, is this a disappointment? Like, in a in a, in a a general, like, I mean, in a very serious, genuine, like, are you disappointed that I'm I'm so big now? And he always looks at me like I'm crazy. And he's like, no, 
Oh, I love no. that. He loves you for who you are. But I would agree with you, Amy. There have been people that I've met in my life that at first I wasn't attracted to them. And then I got to know them. And I just thought that they were the coolest person ever. And they became more attractive to me for mm-hmm. sure. You know how we have this dysphoria where we think we look some way, but we actually have no idea what our body looks like. I know my husband enough to know when I can ask this question, but sometimes we'll be like in the car and I'll see somebody walking on the sidewalk and I'll say, does that look like me? Does Is that my butt? Because I have no idea. So I've learned to not do it in a joking way. Like that's obviously not my butt. But sometimes I'll say, do I have the same body that she has? And he has this mm-hmm. poor guy. He has no idea if it's a trick question or not. I know. <laughs> like for instance, Liz and Joey will probably know this reference more than you will, Ellen, just because of where it is. But there are these skirts called Francis and Benedict skirts. I really want to wear one, and I they only went to like a certain size, extra large, I think. And um, I was so sad about that. And then when they went to extra extra large, I was so excited. And I told the girl who makes them, I was like, "Listen, like I'm just really thankful that you know, like you went up a size. Like I feel like that's more inclusive of people who are following your brand, and the brand is giving back to people in Togo, Africa. So I like the mission aspect of it. The the skirts are gorgeous. I was like, you know, my children have been able to wear them, but I wanted to be able to wear them when I first I bought one, and I couldn't fit into it. There's no way that I'm seeing these models being able to wear them. And I'm bigger than that. Like it was so like, I would just look at it and be like, Dick, am I, am I bigger than this? And he's like, wow, not answering that. And I'm like, this is like gut wrenching. And so then when I did start to lose weight, I ordered two more, put them on when they came in this week and they fit. And I put all three of them on and they all fit. And I was like dancing around. I like totally cried. I was like, yes, like losing weight is working from the side because they're they're pleated skirts like I look huge and I was like I don't even care this bitch is on I feel good I don't even care I look like a house like you this is awesome I felt so empowered (laughs) and I was yeah I think I do the same thing like in my mind I'll be like I'm not as big as her right or my skin is clearer than that right my gray hair isn't as wiry as hers right I don't know I think that we all need to have just a little more grace on ourselves also, depending on the brand, I am a small, medium, large, extra large, or XXL, depending on the brand. Good Lord. There are some brands that will make their clothes smaller. So if you're normally a four, they will make it a zero. And then it f***s with girls' heads thinking, oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I can't fit into this four anymore. And it's really a size zero. They change the number on there and... I mean, that's on those clothing brands. I mean, I'm sure you guys know some of the ones I'm talking about. Look at the scandal with Abercrombie and Fitch. Like that that huge scandal. Yeah. I think that this is an obvious. If this is the case, it makes sense as to why. But it seems as if in movies, I've got even an example. Yeah, Everybody went crazy, over, obviously, over the Will Smith, Chris Rock thing. But even with the Oscars, there was a objectification. Oh, that you, is... You're hanging hold, on to this. So hold, on, hold on. Hold <laughs> on. That, that is currently acceptable in our society Ugh. correct to objectify males and here, here's the thing I, I set it up front i don't care males aren't the ones that are victimized i get it but 
would y'all agree that objectifying male sexual bodies is acceptable in no, culture? No. Yes, it is. No, I'm saying yes, it's it not, is. I don't think it is. There might be some people. Okay, so let me give you an example. If y'all never, if y'all didn't see it in the Oscars, there was. I'm going to cut you off because you've talked about this before. There's a difference between using this as an example to say this is what you guys have been doing the whole time, and this is how ridiculous it is, as opposed to just the general comfortability of sexualizing men's bodies. What happened on the Oscars was on purpose. It was to make a point and it's a whole hell of a lot different. I just, nah. Like, so for example, there's one of my favorite movies. It's called The Way, Way Back. Uh, my whole family loves it. There's one scene that bothers all of us. It's a swimming park and, you know, all the characters are likable, but the guy that works the slide, he's teaching this kid a little trick that he does. And what he does when there's a hot girl that's in line, he lets her cut the line. She's standing there waiting to, to jump into the slide. But he keeps making her wait and he's like wait and it's just hilarious apparently because they're all looking at her butt and they're just making her wait she's clueless it just uh it 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 doesn't feel good none of us in our family likes that part if that was reversed and that was a bunch of ladies running the water park and it was a dude with a a really nice butt it wouldn't bother us you know you're making the argument like well what if uh, black people were racist against white people. Ellen, if it was a dude, none of us would care. But we would. I we would. Saying, you yeah, would. Absolutely. You know why? We work so hard to are, be looked at yes. as equals. And if I am exactly. going to, wow, y'all are educating me. If this is I'm awesome. going to be around somebody and a female is doing something like that to another male, that's disgusting. Yeah, Both ways of it to look out for it. We're guys. Mm-hmm. Don't look out for it. And if it happens to them, they're victims. They've never been victims before. But we get it. I'm not completely convinced that y'all's approach to this is the norm. But I want to make clear that I, I'm not I'm not up in arms about males being objectified. It does seem to be more acceptable. But Ellen, you're saying the Oscars, that was... That was a satire because it didn't oh, yeah, seem it like planned. it. It seemed it was like totally just a. Of course, it was, it was planned. I'm not saying it was so a planned. Gratuitous and inappropriate because one, all of those They're guys are very attractive, and so they were making a point because one. But what? What if it was a guy doing it to ladies and he was trying to make a point? It wouldn't have What's worked. Don't, you don't need to make a point because it's been happening to women for so long. So you don't. You don't need to make a point. Then she didn't for, need to. She does because that's what I'm saying. Was, is it was pre There is a point that needed to be she made. She wanted you guys to see just how stupid it is yes. and how yes. it feels. So why couldn't a guy have done that? Because we're not teaching not that. <laughs> because everybody would have lost their minds Joey, if a. You're not getting what we're getting. No. We need to take a break <laughs> because you're not getting it. <laughs> I think oh, you boy. should go talk to your He's wife like, about it. See if she can fill you in. Every change, every ounce sends me into a, <laughs> into a spiral. As we just see a vagina in uh, Ellen's screen. Her <laughs> <laughs> <Our> little kid. <laughs> she doesn't care about her body at all. Hell yeah. <laughs> Ellen's face. It's okay, face. Ellen. We're not live, but we all saw Phoebe's little uh, little body. Go ahead, Lewis. Hey, hey, hey. Oh my gosh. Oh but no, yeah, is she crying because she heard me say that? 
saying no, it's Louie because he left his monster truck in the back. Sometimes I wonder if it's like being skinny is sort of... Okay, in the olden times, and I don't know what era that was, but in the olden times, being uh, heavier meant you had more wealth. And so now that we know yeah. like, how how hard it is and how much how much it costs to be skinny, I think the, that has shifted. Like, it's, mm-hmm. if you are poor, more. Oh, sorry, right, little buddy. Well, let, let's let's end with this question. Uh, yes, because I've about freaking had it. <laughs> child from drowning i have changed two diapers i've made three dinners we've watched several shows i've got clay going art or drink i just while you've podcasted yes while you've podcasted hell yeah ellen that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about taking that's that art is right sexy there. that, that is, is sexy <laughs> It's it's really crazy. I'm gonna I've got to figure out how to set up that episode with with Erica. So she's been on here twice, and she's totally like one. I mean, I don't even know this. Listen how legal. Listen, listen how evangelical and legalistic I still am to this day. I was about to say she was a wonderful woman because she's not a Christian. <laughs> she's wonderful. I mean, she's great. She's not a Christian, but she's great. <laughs>